Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Compassionate, caring, and cuddly. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. are back. Andrew Lawton in for Roy today on the Roy Green Show across the Chorus Radio Network. Good to have you tuned into the program this afternoon as we, I believe, just hit the halfway point. Now, there's no halftime show with a wardrobe malfunction here, although it is radio, so you wouldn't be as mildly offended as uh, the producer across the glass would be if I were to go all Janet Jackson on you. But it is good to have you tuned into the show nonetheless. Wanted to move from our discussion of John A. McDonald for a moment here and, and start talking about the other true Canadian hero, Senator Mike Duffy, who this week kicked off a lawsuit against the federal government for nearly $8 million. He's filing a lawsuit against the Senate, against the federal government, seeking $6.5 million in general damages, $300,000 for loss of income and benefits, $1 million in punitive damages relating to the treatment that he faced during the Senate expenses scandal, where he was, quite frankly, despite his exoneration in the court, vilified in the court of public opinion. Is that the federal government's responsibility or fault? And more importantly, what does this lawsuit say for the Senate, which is already facing a great deal of frustration from Canadians? I want to bring into the show Michael Tobe, who is a former speechwriter for Prime Minister Stephen Harper and also a stellar political commentator and columnist. Michael Tobe, good to talk to you again, sir. Thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, my pleasure, Andrew. So let's start with the the basics here. This isn't coming from a, a legal perspective, but rather a, a political communications perspective. When mm-hmm. someone doesn't need to run for election, they don't seem to really need to worry about public opinion in this case, because I doubt an MP would ever get away with something like this. Yeah, no, an MP would never get away with something like this at all. The the trick is that here, whether you like what Mike Duffy did or didn't do, depending on what your feelings were about the entire case and the whole $90,000 check that was either given as a gift by Nigel Wright, then the chief of staff to Prime Minister Stephen Harper, my old friend and boss, or whether you believe that it was some sort of a way to just sort of get rid of a problem that he was facing, it depends. Um Unfortunately, what's happened here is, and I think this sort of relates a little bit back to the whole Omar Cotter case, in the sense that there was a major settlement for Mr. Cotter on a completely separate matter. I mean, we can't compare these two cases. That was well over $10 million Canadian. So my guess is what's happened here is that Mr. Duffy and his legal team have decided to take a gamble and believe that the... Um, that the Liberal government is ready to fold on something like this, that they don't want to face a major lawsuit, that they don't want to get involved in a multi-year matter once again on an issue that many Canadians are aware of and probably tire of. So they're doing a, a typical legal tactic, which is to start up high with a huge number. I mean, the number of millions of dollars that Mike Duffy is calling for, he will never get. There's not a chance or a hope that he's going to get anything close to this. But they're going to obviously settle for something very low, and they're hoping that that low is a lot of money, that being all the money that he lost during the time of his problems in the Senate, plus then some. I mean, 
the problem really here, though, Andrew, is that some of the tactics they're using, you know, the pain and suffering that Mike Duffy had during the time that he was struggling with the federal government and that whole discussion of the $90,000 check, I just don't think it jibes with most Canadians, no matter if they feel Mr. Duffy is in the right or in the wrong in this case. But you're right. Would a local MP or, or any sort of an MP, cabinet minister, anybody, would they ever get away with this? Not a chance. But when it comes to Mike Duffy, and unfortunately we sort of know what he's like based on his broadcast days and his you know, terrible political days, maybe this is sort of part and parcel with the way that Mike Duffy and others sort of think and feel around him. I think that's valid, and I also think you're very shrewd to start severing here the income and benefits side of his lawsuit and the general damages, which is more the woe-is-me side, because it seems like he does have a legitimate claim on the pay and benefits side, because his pay and benefits were withheld for two years. They were restored, but he was never reimbursed for the salary, living expenses, and pension accruals that were withheld when he was suspended. And and if, and again, in the eyes of the rules, in the eyes of the law, he was found not guilty for those, I think that he should be given those things. Now, that doesn't mean I agree with what he did that got him in trouble in the first place. But again, that's something where, you know, if I was suspended from my place of employment for six months and then it was proven on the other end that I didn't actually do the thing that got me suspended, I would like to believe that I'd get that money back. That's how it is with law enforcement. That's how it is with teaching. I think he has a legitimate claim here. And I wonder if the Senate could have avoided this lawsuit had they ceded that ground. Yes, and look, I think that he has a legitimate case for the several hundred thousand dollars that he lost during those two years. I don't agree with the way Mr. Duffy handled himself, and I think that the whole matter was handled poorly on all sides, even though I actually still, to this day, I still do believe, believe it or not, and I'm sure some listeners will find it a little baffling, I've known Nigel Wright for many, many years. He just is a good, decent, honest person, and he is kind to his friends and others when he sees them in trouble and need. And This may have been just a simple case that he felt he was going to try and get rid of Mr. Duffy's troubles by giving him the check as a gift and letting it go and unfortunately just explode into a terrible mess. Obviously, other Canadians feel differently, and that's fine. But yes, I mean, I think that base amount he is certainly entitled to because, as you said, he was found not guilty. And if that's the case, then he should be reimbursed every penny that was taken away from him during his two-year suspension. But everything else becomes very puzzling to me, and I think it's puzzling to most Canadians. I don't think that the quote-unquote pain and suffering he felt over the two years, even though it was obviously financially very stressful for him, and apparently has been stressful for him, according to most reports, for many years, I don't think that equates to millions upon millions of dollars. And that's why I said that I think that they're just hoping to, they're aiming high and they're going to settle low. And whatever the low is, is an interesting question. I mean, I don't know what Justin Trudeau's liberals are going to do in this case. I don't know if they want to fight it out. I don't know if they want to try to ignore it for as long as they possibly can and just sort of let it fester for a while. But at some point in time, the Canadian government is going to have to defend itself against these allegations, and I don't know what they really want to do. If it's the Omar Cotter case all over again, they're going to fold like a house of cards really, really quickly, and God knows how much the Canadian taxpayers, because we're the ones who pay this settlement, yeah. not anybody else. It's us are going to be paying out for them. I mean, we're not going to necessarily feel it in our pocketbook that very second, but again, it'll be yet another case and another precedent where we're paying out people. But if we don't and we fight it out, 
God knows what the tab's going to be at the end of this. So no matter which way it goes, it's going to be awful for the Canadian taxpayer in general. I have to wonder if Justin Trudeau and the Liberals are reconsidering their view of Nigel Wright covering costs right now. Because I, I feel Justin Trudeau might be looking at, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe Nigel, we can get him to cut another check here. <laughs> I don't think Nigel's going to do that. I can't speak for him. He can speak for himself, obviously. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure he'd be on board with your characterization there. Uh, but I, I do have to ask, because the Senate has been trying desperately in the last couple of years, I don't want to say to reinvent itself, because yeah. by, by design, it's not really in a position to do that. But senators have really been trying to be a lot more forward-facing. I know on the conservative yeah. side, Senator yeah. Linda Frum and Senator Denise Batters have done a lot to try to demystify the work the Senate does in committees. Mm-hmm. I know on the liberal side, Senator Andre Pratt has done and very yep. similar things there. Yes, yes. This is a huge blow to that cause of the Senate really trying to reassert its relevance. Yes, absolutely. Look, unfortunately, the Senate has had a lot of trouble, as we know, and there have been a, a ton of issues with, um, with Mike Duffy, with Pamela Wallen, with Patrick Brezzo, with Mac Harb. Colin Kenny, another one. Colin Kenny, yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, the list just goes on and on. And you're right, there have been a lot of senators who have been uh, doing bad things, shall we say, overall, or at least doing things that if you put an average Canadian in his or her position, they wouldn't do the same thing. And I understand that. Um, yes, and I think it does hurt the good work that Linda from Denise Batters, Andre Pratt is certainly a good example, and others are doing because there are many good senators. I know this is hard for people sometimes to fathom <laughs> yeah. politics. But there are good people in politics. Trust me, they really do exist. But unfortunately, there are always going to be a few bad apples in the cart, and it ruins it for everybody else. But yes, I certainly think that there are a lot of senators who want to ensure that the Senate continues to work as a you know, second sober thought, that it works hard to ensure that we have good legislation in this country, no matter who is in power, be it the Tories, the Liberals, or if one day someone, another party comes in, it will be that group. Irrespective of that, you're right. Mike Duffy is going to serve as a distraction to the work that the Senate does and the good work that they do in a lot of pieces of legislation, private members' bills, etc. And for that reason, it's very, very unfortunate. But on the other hand, I think that the best thing for from Batters and, uh, and Pratt and others to do is to keep working hard, to keep ensuring that the Senate is focused on the main task of being relevant and doing relevant things and let the sideshow known as the Mike Duffy trial sort of deal with itself, and it'll just be on the side. It'll be something they'll have to comment about once in a while. But nevertheless, I think that overall the Senate is at least now more focused than it was before. It wants to be more transparent. It wants to reform itself. Those are good things. You know, Mike Duffy, unfortunately, just has to be dealt with. You know, there was a, a, certainly a sense in the Mike Duffy trial that the problem was that he didn't break the rules because the rules themselves are, are vague and bad. Has yep. the Senate done anything or, in your view, anything substantive to really change some of those rules since? Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Uh, that was one of the things that Mike Duffy and his legal team or his main lawyer argued for a long period of time is that the rules were not clear. I mean, I and others took a look at it, and I would have to certainly agree to some extent because it wasn't clear a lot of these things when it comes to primary residence, how you spend certain money, even though gifts were actually covered. Like gifts, uh, you know, for, for MPs and others are not supposed to exceed, if I recall correctly, I'm sorry if I'm wrong, $300. Anything above that, you actually have to file a form and claim it if you want it, or you just have to reject it outright, which is the better way to do it. Um, I think that the Senate has certainly tried to plug some of these holes. And with the issue of Mike Duffy in per se, 
this has been kind of a unique matter in the sense that we're talking about $90,000, which isn't a great deal of money if we're talking about government spending, but on a personal level, it is actually a fair mm-hmm. amount. I think they're trying to ensure things like that don't happen. I wouldn't say necessarily that there's any legislation in place to fix it, but I believe that what they're trying to do is ensure that all of the various forms are signed properly, and they've actually, over the past couple of years, included new forms to ensure that people are using their money wisely, that if they have a primary residence, for example, they must declare. You can't have, like Mac Harb, several that no one could sort of pick out. Well, which one is it exactly? I think that things need to be clearly defined as much as possible, and the Senate is certainly working towards that. But again, it's a work in progress. I think there's a long way to go. I believe that most Canadian senators, no matter their political allegiance, realize that. And I think they are now focused on the task of improving themselves and becoming more relevant. Because if they don't, Andrew, one day there's going to be someone who's going to say, maybe we should just wipe them out completely, yeah. as Stephen Harper sort of looked into for a period of time, whether it was possible, and it's, it's hard to do. It might happen again if they just don't clean up their act. Yeah, very much agree with that assessment. Michael Tobe joining me on the line, former political speechwriter and now a Troy Media columnist and political commentator. Michael, always a pleasure. Enjoy your weekend, sir. You too. Take care. All right. Cheers. When we come back on the other side, I want to take your calls on this because I think what this really does is reinforces the need to have a wholesale Senate reform that goes down the road of Senate elections, which make Senate-ers accountable. Senators accountable, because remember, Mike Duffy, a lot of the things that he did would never happen on someone who had to go to the voters and to the electorate to seek their mandate. When we come back, your thoughts on this, 1-800-263-2428, 1-800-263-2428. Andrew Lawton here in for Roy on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network.